Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French, sorry for my accent, but you're going to have to deal with it. I have been a professional juggler for the past 25 years, and this is episode number, I think, 15, although I'm not sure. And it's about um, dealing with actually fulfilling your dreams. But before I get into it, I wanted to ask you a favor. Uh, I have actually two favors to ask you, but let's start with one. And please don't skip this, you know, like maybe I should wait 15 seconds for those of you who just skipped. You know, that's what I do when I when I start a podcast and um, I know at the beginning they're going to like advertise. I just skip. I, I press the like fast forward 15 seconds button a bunch of times to just, you know, get to the point where they're actually starting the podcast. Because most of the time I don't really give a shit about uh, what they're trying to sell me or advertise me. But I'm realizing I'm doing the same to you right now. Although I'm not really advertising anything. I'm just talking about more things related to this podcast. So hopefully if you're listening to the podcast, it means you're interested in what I'm going to say. Okay, I'm going to say it now. So I just started a YouTube channel. Uh, I've been uh, talking and thinking about doing that for uh, years. Actually, like, easily five years. And I remember because I had this um, discussion with a, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's he's a, he's a videographer here in Chicago. And uh, I told him I want to record a juggling technique and put it out there and we, we met a few times, we had discussions, he helped me. We even did a try, we even did a, like a actually shooting session, recording session. Realized like, oh my god, okay, this is a huge project, it's going to take way more time and energy than, and resources and money than, than we th- first thought. But we did that like five years ago and I, I posted the first video uh, last night. So it doesn't mean anything for you because I'm gonna I'm recording this podcast Friday. I'm gonna post it Sunday. So last night does not mean anything, but whatever. I just let's say I just I just literally posted it like a few days ago. And so right now there's one view and it's me. Uh, I watched the video to make sure it's working. And it's on YouTube and the channel is called The Juggling Academy. Uh, I decided to call it like that because I think it's badass and um, Juggling Academy was already taken. So I just was like, well, this is going to be the Juggling Academy. So I would really love it if you go there on YouTube and search the channel, the Juggling Academy and watch the video. It's a two minute video. It's not even a tutorial. This one is a clip where I like, show how to uh, juggle with my eyes closed. So I call it like blind juggling. And it's a two minute video about that. And I'm showing like how I did it, but I also show how I failed at it. Because as you know, by now, 
or maybe you don't because it's the first podcast. It's the first podcast you're listening, but I'm big into failing and feeling being okay. And so, well, I thought, you know, I'm going to be a student of my own teaching. So I'm showing my failures. Uh, so instead of hiding and like showing just the bright side of things, I'm like, well, life is not just great. Uh, life sucks too. You know, it's both great and it sucks. It's just okay. It's just normal. And um, so I'm, I'm showing both aspects and mainly to make the point that juggling is about practice. Like everything else in, in life, it's, it's about repetition and practice. And practice makes perfect. And it's not about being a genius and perfect from the get-go. I don't even know if you say that, the get-go, I don't know what that means, but it sounds good, like it sounds like from whenever you start. So this is my first request, please do that, uh, and and watch the video and subscribe to the channel. I, I, I need subscribers uh, so the video gets ranked in the YouTube search engine so people can actually find it. So I can be seen more and other people that are interested in juggling and uh, learning to juggle properly and, and, and tricks and tools how to um, be a better juggler can, can find that because that's the whole purpose. Like the channel is all about, um, yeah, tools to be a, a better juggler. Uh, so that's my first request. My second request is that I started a GoFundMe. So it's actually about that. I started a GoFundMe to raise money so I can actually do those videos and post it on YouTube. Because uh, as I said, it's really time consuming. Um, just just set, sitting down and like writing the technique, like the juggling, juggling technique, it's fun because it's funny because I've been teaching it for for decades, and so when I have a student in front of me, another juggler in front of me, it's it's obvious to me. Like I see right away what needs to be improved because I have a base, because I have someone with um, good habits, wrong habits, with their own style, with their own body. And I can, and I, because because I, I I I see it because I know this juggling technique so. It's not even that I know it so well. It's just it's it's part of me. So when I'm seeing a juggler, I see right away what can be improved. But here I'm doing a video where I'm not teaching. I mean, I'm teaching everyone, but I I don't have one specific person in front of me. So I'm not correcting or improving one person. I'm actually just teaching from the ground up, like I'm teaching from from nothing. And that is very challenging. That That is something I haven't thought of. So writing the videos and the technique in order for it to make sense like that from the ground up is very challenging and, and time consuming. I have to spend a lot of time doing that. Plus, uh, then I have to. That's what I experienced for the last three months. I've been, I've I've been working on this. Um, I mean, 
I've been working on the first video, the first tutorial video, which I haven't posted yet. I'm still working on it, but I started three months ago, like recording, watching it, improving, rewriting the script, recording it again, and then rewriting what I'm saying, the script, and I mean, I'm doing some back and forth forever to try to get to something that's clean and direct and uh, make sense, but also not entertaining in the sense like I'm, I'm not doing that to like entertain people, but it needs to have a certain level of entertainment because if it's boring, nobody's going to watch it, obviously. So my challenge is to to create a video that's uh, educative, that's that has a lot of content, but that's like um, still has a high beat and like... Um, fun to watch basically so sometimes I, I'm not that fun I can be kind of like serious and 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 I mean if you're not passionate about juggling I guess what I say can be pretty boring but I'm trying to not be too boring so um, and then the production like editing the video and doing the whole thing like so it takes so much time that I, I just need to stop doing basically everything that I've been doing, which is like touring, um, making money, performing, being on tour, um, uh, uh, all the teaching I've been doing. So I, I need to slow down on that, even like stop doing that so I can just keep practicing because I'm going to record the video. So I'm not just talking in the tutorials. I want to I want to be demonstrating, doing the, 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 you know, like what I'm talking about. So I need to be practicing to be at the top of my game. So, so what I'm doing makes sense, uh, juggling wise, but also like all the work involved. And, and that is enormous. That is an enormous amount of time. So I, I realized I need help to fund that time, like all that time, like the next six months that I want to just do that, to put it out there, to help uh, the world to juggle better. Um, so I think the website is like gofundme.com, I guess, but find the website, GoFundMe, and then, um, my, my page is, uh, help Cyril, which is me, Cyril, help Cyril teach the world to juggle. Uh, so you find that and, and, uh, and, and then you can donate money uh, which is directly going to go in my pocket to pay my rent so I can do that uh, or share it, you know, like, yeah, share it. And it's the same with the YouTube channel. Like if you share it, I mean, that's key. That That's how it works now. You know, like you put it out there and then you have people like you share it uh, with their friends, with their community, with their network, whatever it is. Uh, I, I wish I had started sooner the whole social media thing because w- when it came up like 15 years ago, I was really not in that space. I was just focusing on my juggling and practicing all the time, focusing on my art, creating an act and performing. And I, w- I wasn't really social in a way because all my social needs were being fulfilled because I was traveling the world, meeting other artists, 
going after the show out, uh, you know, drinking, dancing, spending a good time with other artists. Uh, so my social needs were always fulfilled. I, I didn't have to like work hard to be around a lot of cool people, you know, because, uh, well, in the circus, most people are really cool. People are interesting, fun. And, and when you perform, then you just go out and then you have fun after the show. And you do that pretty much every night <laughs> and 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 then you rest a little bit and then you warm up you do another show and then you go party again so i i was younger and when that happened i i didn't care about social media i i, I personally i thought it was dumb actually i i didn't understand the purpose of that and and then uh it started like okay connecting with like your high school friends or who, whatever and and then it became this like machine, like it's this, now it's this crazy publicity machine. It's like you're, everybody is advertising themselves and now you have like social media celebrities. That's a new term I read. Like, you know, I, in an article I was reading and they were talking about this guy and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And when I look the guy up on Wikipedia, it says uh, internet celebrity personality, like a, a internet personality. What the fuck does that mean? Well, it's, it's it's someone that has like hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and on uh, Twitter or whatever. And but the, the, those people are are not doing anything special, you know, like they, they're not creating something they're not inventing something they're not they didn't achieve something amazing they're, they they have they're not um teaching amazing things they, they they're just regular people but with time and dedication they created like a follower like a, a mass of followers and now they're like quote-unquote personalities or celebrities or whatever of internet and I thought like oh, how weird is that so a random person that is not doing anything at all has you know created for themselves a platform and a network where they can reach out like hundreds of thousands of people in a second and I spend my life juggling um, dedicated my life to that and achieved, I think, a pretty cool level of performance and, and accomplished artists. But I, I have like, I don't know, I don't even know how many <laughs> followers I have actually on Instagram, but maybe 200, 300, I, I don't even know actually. Um, but it's ridiculous, you know, like I, I don't have that because I, I never put any time and, and effort into it. I re really didn't see the point of it. N now I understand and, and, and now I'm like, oh, I, I need to start doing this. So I'm trying to, you know, post stuff out there and put things out there. But the thing is, I, I, I think it's important for the content we put out there to be relevant, to, to be true, to be 
relevant to who we are, at least talking for myself, relevant to who I am and relevant to the ups and downs. So I think this is really important not to go in a direction in our world of fucking depression and and complete um, self-destruction to be posting only like the pictures where we look fantastic, where we're sipping a cocktail by the beach or the pool or whatever, or where we're like driving a fancy car or I, I don't know, whatever thing it is. It's like, that's why I'm like, I don't want to post only where I actually did the trick. I also want to post when I missed the trick because the, the reality is that I do both. I juggle and half the time I, I do the trick and half the time I don't. Half the time I fail and and I and that's okay. I, I gather my juggling balls and I do it again. I, I try again and I try with all I got and sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. But it, it, it's really easy with the technology to just cut all the bullshit and the failure out and only put like the perfect shot. And it's like, it, that's not true because it gives the illusion to everybody. Oh, yeah, Cyril. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's, you know, he does this, he does that. But the truth is I spend my whole time time trying to do those things and a few times I do it and then it's caught on camera and I can't show that it, the, the, it's the same thing with um, juggling numbers you know like trying to beat, beat a world record and there's I saw those videos online of jugglers in a hangar or whatever like in a place and in, in, in a facility and they're juggling and then they, they juggling like 13 balls or how however how many and then you can see them they're throwing it and catching it and and then oh that's it it's uh i don't know how do you say that is it qualify like it qualifies because they throw everything they catch everything and it's like how many years did they spend trying recording themselves and they did it once and then you, you take the video and you put it online and you're like, oh, I can juggle 13 balls. But that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. I only say, and I, I've i been only interested in juggling as many balls as I can on stage. And then I stop. I don't practice more than what I can bring on stage. So I've been... I spent a lot of time working up to juggling eight balls and I, I, as soon as I was comfortable enough, I brought this on stage and I was able to juggle eight balls at the end of my act on stage and I stayed there for like years I, because I was not interested in juggling nine, ten, eleven in practice and not being able to bring it on stage because because that's what I do. I'm a performer. I, I, I'm not an athlete in a facility trying to throw as many as possible just to get the one shot. I, I want to be able to do it every night. I want I want it to be uh, sustainable. I want it to be something that I that is real in a sense that I can access it 
not um, as a one because I still need to be practicing every day to maintain the level. I still need to warm up. There, there's still like a lot of things I need to do in order for me to be able to do those tricks, like to do an eight ball pirouette on stage. I need a lot of dedication outside of those five minutes that I'm on stage. So it's not like, oh, I can do it whenever I want. No, I, I need to warm up. I need to put my heart into it and I need to do it, but I can do it every day. I can put it in a show and it's safe, quote unquote, enough that I can take the risk to do it on stage. You know, like a guy that does 13 balls once and then got the shot would never take the risk to do it on stage because they know it's going to take hours or probably days for them to do it again if if they're ever able to do it again. So for me, that's kind of like, doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's pointless but I think I'm di- diverging here, uh, dis- digressing from from my original point. Actually, I think I haven't started my point, although it's a little bit connected because my point for this podcast was about, um, uh, yeah, the the commitment that it takes to to your passion, but also the downsize of of the passion and so I'm, I'm going to explain what I want to what I'm thinking about it it's like when I meet people and I tell them well that's what I do I'm, I'm a juggler I, I toured with the Sergio Soleil other companies all around the world I went in China and Russia and I lived there I trained there I performed there I you know I didn't just visit for a weekend although that's awesome to do that there's nothing wrong with that but it's different to go in a country and work and tour the country and be a performer in that country. You you experience uh, the culture and the people in a very different way. You have a different relationship. And it's a very privileged relationship because people are happy to have you. They're looking, they're not looking up to you, but like, you know, there's a certain aura uh, to, to being an artist and a performer in another country and even in your own country where, oh, wow, what you're doing is special. So it's a different relationship with the people and with the country. And I realized that I got to experience very deep, I have very deep and intense relationship and experiences in, 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 in countries all over the world. And when I have that, I think people can see that and understand that. And it's pretty awesome. So every time people are like, oh my God, this is the dream. You're living your passion you're traveling the world, this is amazing. And in a way, I can feel trapped in um, having to be happy and not really having the choice to like be like, well, you know what, sometimes it sucks. You know, like it's not just rainbows and unicorns, it's life. So sometimes I'm, you know, I find myself being jet lag all the time or I find myself longing my family you know not seeing my children for a month at a time uh, not being able to deepen my relationship with my spouse because uh, 
we have we're having a long time long distance relationship and it's complicated it's complex we that's not where we're at in our life we're like mature and in a place where we want to create a family and have children together but then um i'm on the road and it's not possible so either it's kind of like a uh, it's not in sync with who i am now um I mean, there's so many examples, but it's kind of like in the background and it's uh, in the backstage, you know, like of life. And people don't think about those things because if you're not yourself a performer on the road, you cannot really imagine those things. It would be the same for like, I don't know, a musician that's like a well-known musician going on tour and performing in front of like thousands of people tens of thousands of people and this is amazing you know like it's a dream life but i'm pretty sure they're going through the same thing like shit it's hard you know i've after it can be more or less hard because of the conditions you know like yeah if you tour in like five-star hotels private jets and stuff like that you know you can still have issues but obviously like it gets me the the challenges can be smoothed out in the circus mm, we're not traveling jets and rarely five-star hotels and it's very you know it's different like it's it's once again it's a popular art form it's accessible and there's not much money in it so the conditions a lot of the time i can be rough and it's not really because of the condition that I, I've been ever bothered because actually I'm fine with that I think I learned a lot from harsh conditions because it helped me appreciate when I actually have good conditions like an apartment with a washing machine inside the apartment and hot water even even running water you know I, I lived years without running water so i mean imagine what it means like just doing the dishes having to pack your dishes go out the caravan walk to another caravan or another facility wash over there your dirty dishes with cold water also try try cleaning dirty dishes with like mountain cold water it's like taking forever and it's not working and then you wrap it up and then you carry it back and then you <laughs> you make a meal and then you have to do it again and it's like so time consuming you know to like wash your dishes your clothes your stuff not having hot water sometimes not having the heater uh you know having to like wear a shit ton of clothes to be to stay warm and while all those basic human conditions that we most probably all have right now like a pretty comfortable life running hot water easy to clean our clothes to clean out i've i have a dishwasher now it's like freaking paradise a fucking dishwasher are you kidding me you know it's like and all of those things help having a very nice life but then when you get used to it we don't even see it anymore. We don't realize we have all that luxury. And it is luxury, you know? It's like, um, and I'm I'm just saying that because I've been through experiences in my life where I didn't have that. 
and not having it made me realize how convenient and not just convenient, but like awesome it is to have all those things. So the condition of touring, I'm not, um, I was, I'm not really bitching about that because I really learned a lot. It's more maybe like on a human level, like the relationship, like how hard it is to have a network of friends and family and support and people you can, um, just live your life with when you're on the road you do that with your colleagues and yeah of course I always had great colleagues in the circus like great people um, but you don't choose them you know like uh, most of the time I didn't choose them I was just hired in a show and they were hired in a show and we would meet on the first day of the rehearsal to do this show together and hopefully we you know, like each other and we can spend some time and hopefully a lot of time together because you you most of the time live in the same place and then you warm up in the same place and then you perform in the same place and then you dine with the same people and then you you go home with the same people and then you you know it's like you just suddenly you're living your life with a bunch of people that you didn't chose to live your life with. And most of the time it's fine. There's no problem with that. But it, if you understand that like not having the choice is huge. So now if you, you know, like for people to go back in their life and realize, okay, maybe they don't have the dream job, but hopefully they can choose where they're living. They can choose their friend. They can choose their family. They, can, they have some time to give to their children, their spouse, their family, like there, there is a freedom in creating your life, the rhythm of your life that you don't have when you're a performer because you're, you're not stuck, but like you're, you're, um, you're into a rhythm that, that imposes all those restrictions in your life. And so I felt very lonely in my life being a, a circus performer because being on tour and always in a new place, always meeting new people. And so the excitement of like meeting new people all the time and having fun, I have like thousands of friends all around the world, but none of them are truly strong friends I can rely on. You know, it's like best friends or like, deep friends where you have a long relationship with or childhood friends like I don't have those friends because all those amazing friends that I have all around the world that some of them I met them like 20 years ago and and we had an amazing strong experience touring nine months together uh you know like the craziest adventures so it creates really really strong bonds but then I haven't seen them for seven years and then suddenly we're on a new show together and boom we're spending like three months together on a new show in another country on another you know and we change so much in seven years and then we meet again and then it's awesome and it create this bond and everything and then boom I don't see them for 10 years you know like you don't control that you 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 can't create that really uh, or if you can as a circus performer, you're really lucky. I was not able to do that. I was hired in different shows and I was not really choosing 
who I was spending my time with. And once again, it has a beautiful aspect to it, which I describe, but there's also um, a very lonely aspect to it and an aspect that's more um, challenging. And I think most people just don't, don't see that. And because I'm so lucky, we are so lucky as performers to be living the life we chose, there's no permission to complain about it really, you know, and sometimes people cannot hear that because they're like, come on, you know, like your life is amazing. And well, yes, and I recognize that, but there's also a whole other part that feels very lonely because you don't know about it and you don't even want to hear about it because it's kind of like breaking the dream. And I'm kind of like in a mission right now of like breaking the perfect picture, the perfect dream that I'm a perfect juggler, handsome, doing this every time it works, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. We're all fucking hurting everywhere. Every circus performers around the world, they're bitching all the time because their knee hurt, their back hurt, because they're like in pain. You know, it's hard, but when you see them on stage, boom, moment of glory, it's shiny, all the lights, everybody loved them. It's like, oh my God, what what a beautiful human being. And there's, I guess, sometimes this sense of jealousy from, you know, some people being like, wow, I wish I had this life. Well, be careful what you wish for because you don't know what's on the other side. And on the other side is a lot of loneliness a lot of physical pain and sometimes a lot of mental pain like you know loneliness and uh sadness and you know a, lo- a bunch of things that we don't have friends family all of those things that people take from granted are not necessarily there as a circus performer well that was gay so um let me wrap it up here. If you find this podcast valuable, please support it. You can review it wherever you listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. That's a big hit. Or you can support it directly um, by purchasing juggling props on playjuggling.com. So uh, Davide, the owner of Play Juggling, is really busy. He can't give me a easy link for me to tell you like hey go on playjuggling.com forward slash blah 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 right now it's like this crazy numbers slash letters that doesn't mean anything so just go in the show notes and you're gonna find the link if you do that um you're you'll get the props directly from the factory in italy it's based in milano um so and no shipping cost and so you're, you're saving a bunch of money like because the shipping cost is based on the weight so depending on what you're buying how many props and how heavy it is whatever don't doesn't matter no shipping cost and uh and i'll get a commission on this so this helps me run this podcast so thanks for listening to the show and remember failure is an essential part of juggling But failing is not a problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. 
So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Oh, 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 oh